We are now over the halfway mark. So welcome back to Sustainably Influenced episode six. Today we are talking about the critical journey into the world of technology and climate action. In this episode, we look at how tech is empowering individuals and organisations to make really sort of meaningful steps in the fight against climate change. From carbon offsetting to climate data tracking and even incentivizing eco-friendly behaviour, we explore how blockchain is fostering a sense of responsibility and collaboration. In the era of big data and advanced analytics, technology, particularly artificial intelligence or AI, is proving to be a really powerful ally in the battle against climate change. AI excels at linking and discovering these sort of patterns in diverse data sources, helping us to understand these more frequent climate-related phenomena that are happening and be able to then predict environmental impact and design more effective mitigation strategies. So carbon offsetting is a practice that enables individuals and companies to compensate for their carbon emissions by investing in projects that reduce or capture carbon elsewhere. It's made more accessible and transparent through technology. Blockchain in particular ensures the integrity and traceability of carbon offset initiatives, giving consumers confidence that their contributions are making a real impact. But technology doesn't stop there. It doesn't just stop at carbon offsetting. It also helps in climate data tracking, providing real-time information on environmental changes, emissions and climate-related risks. This data is essential for informed decision-making and adaptive strategies, helping us stay ahead of the curve in the fight against climate change. Incentivizing eco-friendly behaviour is another area where technology is making some serious moves. Apps, platforms and even blockchain-based reward systems are motivating individuals and organisations to adopt sustainable practices. Whether it's reducing energy consumption, adopting eco-friendly transportation or making conscious choices in daily life, technology is really providing the tools and incentives to act responsibly. However, it's really worth noting that the challenges of climate change are not limited to technological like solutions alone. That's not the only thing that's going to change everything. While there is empowerment through the use of technology with climate action, it's essential to recognise that some companies with less than favourable environmental, social and governance or ESG records are thriving. Of course they are. This disconnect underscores the need for a comprehensive and holistic approach to sustainability that combines technology with regulatory and market forces. So let's talk to today's guest. I'm excited because Anya Sadduk works for TrustTrace. We had TrustTrace on the podcast last season talking about digital product passports. And this time we're talking all about the empowerment of climate action through technology. So here's a little reminder of who they are and what they do. They were founded... I want to say seven years ago, seven or eight years ago, 2016. TrustTrace offers a market-leading platform for supply chain traceability and compliance, enabling brands and suppliers around the world to standardise how supply chain and material traceability is captured, digitised and shared. Anya, who oversees the marketing, communication and education at TrustTrace, she leads TrustTrace's work to help educate the fashion industry on how supply chain data can be leveraged to achieve ESG targets and enable and prove compliance. And she's sort of the driving force behind their commitment to, as a market leader to share insights and facilitate database collaboration in the industry. We spoke on the last season about the traceability playbook and at this year's Copenhagen Global Fashion Summit, 
there was the release of the Traceability Roadmap and Anya is the managing editor of both of these. They're both industry guides to understand and implement traceability, created in collaboration with Fashion for Good and Fashion Revolution, as well as the Knowledge Hub, a platform outlining key legislation and traceability insights influencing fashion and apparel companies globally. Her commitment to sharing knowledge and building a more traceable circular and fair industry has been recognised this year with a 2023 Women in Supply Chain Award. Let's chat to Anya. Hi, Anya. Thank you so much for joining me. We've had Trust Trace on the podcast previously, so it's nice to meet another member of the team and get into it. So really, for this episode, we're talking a lot about climate change. And I think it's so important to talk about the role of technology in that. So I really want to know, AI has so much potential to revolutionise how we actually address the climate change conversation. Could you elaborate a little bit on how AI technologies are helping individuals and organisations gain a better understanding of their environmental impact? And I guess how that knowledge is translating into actionable steps for climate action. Sure, Bianca. I think one of the main challenges that we all have in addressing climate change is just a lack of meaningful verified data to know where to focus, like to have as a foundation for decision-making. So there's obviously a lot going on and there's a lot of data out there, but there's also a lot of gaps in terms of knowing if you look at supply chains, value chains, how things are being produced, for instance, which is what we're focusing on within the fashion and textile industry. There's a lot you don't know today about how things are getting produced. And that lack of data leads to assumptions, assumptions in creating strategies, assumptions in what you think will make an impact because you actually don't even have a baseline for making your plans and your calculations. So what AI is really good at is discovering, linking, analyzing, and finding patterns in diverse data sources. And basically, um, you can use that both to enrich the data that you have, but also to actually to find more data and validate that data. So AI can help us really get access to more data, ensure that it's validated, that it's actually working a little bit like blockchain, right? That you validate it from different sources and you check it from different to see whether it actually holds water uh, and then use that data to make decisions. So that is a key thing, really, that you have the right data and you can analyze that data in ways that helps you understand where is it that I can actually make an impact and where is it that that I can see results also. I don't think a lot of us understand fully what it is that AI and blockchain and all these other wonderful technologies that are coming out, what they actually do. So Trust Trace is deeply involved in promoting transparency and sustainability. And I think off the back of what you've said, I want to know a little bit more about how AI is enhancing traceability and accountability through supply chains. But then how does this then contribute to responsible climate action by empowering companies to make more informed ethical decisions? Very good question. So I think if, if we take an example, so one of the, the key things, right, understanding what's going on in your supply chain, the vast majority of companies don't have any visibility beyond tier one. Some have mapped tier two fairly well, but still tier three, tier four, whatever's going on beneath, most companies do not know. And it's really tedious, right? Because if you have global sprawling supply chains, you have hundreds or thousands of suppliers Going about mapping those out and understand what's going on using emails, you know, Excel sheets, drop boxes for documents, it's an impossible task. And there's a very high workload in trying to manage that. And there's a very high margin for error in terms of humans get things wrong, right? And then they copy paste from an email into an Excel sheet or whatever might happen. So that task in the old world 
was very difficult. And therefore, it didn't get done or it got done sporadically and with spot checks and in terms of checking that that data was correct, right? Because you can't check all, if you're a big company, hundreds and thousands of POs, whether or not they're being delivered from which it's it's not possible. Whereas now with AI, if you take, for instance, the solution that we have just launched, upgraded to the products we have, is that you can take all of the documents that a company has. Uh, so they do have purchase orders. They do have shipping documents. They do have invoices. They do have bills of materials or some of them, depending on your sourcing model. But you have all this documentation about what's going on, but you don't have a unified view of what that is. So you can basically, with AI, take all those documents, put them into a system, it extracts and validates all the knowledge, and it gives you your supply chain. So all of a sudden, instead of having to sit and manually map that out and put that into some kind of system and understand and having all of your suppliers input information about where they are, their locations, their processes, you know, exactly which products they've delivered to you, you can have all that at a click of a button which makes it much easier also to say, because supply chains change all the time, they can change within even each style because the color is different, a certain material is different. They can just verify, yes, this is correct, instead of having to go in and put that data in again and again and again. So that saves a ton of time, right? And it ensures that the data is correct. So that's a really good example of just how you can then get that data out more efficiently. And then then can be overlaid with intelligence, right? So once you have it mapped, and you need to map it every time there's a change to have the real data. Then you can overlay that with risk databases. So you can see, do I have a deforestation risk? You know, am I doing water intensive processes in water risk zones? Am I exposing myself to forced labor potentially? So all these different risks that potentially exist, you can actually now see, okay, because you can have the GPS coordinates of your facility. Yes, this is a risk. This is something I need to manage and work with them on. You can also use it to basically make action plans and validate your sustainable materials are indeed sustainable. Like I'm saying that 50% of my shoe is made of, you know, or the top is made with recycled polyester. Can I prove that? Am I even sure that's true? Again, that was spot checked before. And now you can get that evidence automatically for each and every purchase order that you have. You can record the exact material composition because obviously you have a design guideline and you have this is what it should be, but production can look different because they run out of a material or you pushed them so much on pricing that they can't afford the right material and they're hoping that nobody's checking. So there's all these things that go on that you can actually validate. And if you look at, for instance, the AJIC law in France or how we're working towards circularity and being able to recycle garments, materials, fibers, you need to know the exact material composition to make that easier and make that scalable. Net zero, you know, understanding the the impact of your actual supply chain instead of the the assumed impact based on averages because, you know, coffee is coffee or cotton is cotton and you don't calculate where it's coming from and what kind of grid that factory has been on, right? So there's there's just endless possibilities once you have the data. And AI really makes it so much easier, faster and more reliable to get that data. We're all on a journey towards a greener future, making conscious choices about the products we buy. Have you ever wondered about the origins of the jewellery you wear? Well, wonder no more. Ernest Jones, Britain's favourite high street jeweller, is launching an exclusive new collection called Origin by Ernest Jones. This dazzling collection features 28 diamond rings, from classic solitaires to contemporary halo designs. But what sets it apart is the transparency it offers. Every diamond in the collection is fully traceable, responsibly sourced and handcrafted in recycled platinum or gold. How do they do it? 
With cutting-edge blockchain technology, you can now trace your diamond's unique journey from the depths of the earth to your finger. The blockchain records every step, including design, sourcing, cutting and assessing, giving you a digital passport for your diamond. Ernest Jones is a proud member of the World Diamond Council and the Responsible Jewellery Council. They've partnered with trusted suppliers to ensure their diamonds are conflict-free, responsibly sourced and come from ethical mines that prioritise the well-being of miners and the environment. And guess what? Ernest Jones is the first UK retailer to bring this fully traceable blockchain-powered collection to their high street stores. So join us in leading the way to a more sustainable future with Origin by Ernest Jones. Let's make a difference, one diamond at a time. Shop the collection now in-store or online at ernestjones.co.uk. I think it's the efficiency and the time-saving element for me that is so, so helpful. I think so many people think of AI and they literally only think of things like ChatGPT or Otter AI or any of these sort of programs that they can use to save time, write copy, come up with ideas but it goes so much further than that. And it isn't a case of eliminating people from the equation completely because you still need humans to verify that information. And you mentioned a couple of the challenges there when you were speaking previously. And I think one thing that we've spoken about a little bit, but I think we, it would be good for us to focus on now would be is collaboration because I think it's so crucial in tackling complex global chain, uh, challenges like climate change. So I guess I want to know how is AI acting as a catalyst for cross-sector collaboration, allowing like stakeholders with diverse expertise to come over and come together and share those insights, working towards more innovative solutions for a more sustainable future? Hmm. I would say it's probably more in the will soon rather than it is yet, uh, in terms because I think we're we're at early stages of adoption and we also don't have a full standardized framework for how we're looking at these things right so if you're looking at barcodes you know the what, what gs1 made for for products in terms of how do you understand exactly what they are we don't really have a language a unified language for fashion in terms of exactly what units of measure you know exactly what we're looking at but that will come and that it will be more easy to come now if you look at for instance a digital product passport in europe standards are being set for how you can compare and contrast products and i think the key thing where ai will help here is that it can democratize the access to data. Uh, whereas before it was, you know, it was siloed. It was in places where you couldn't link it even within a company, let alone between companies. But if you have a, a situation now where the data is much easier to extract, you have them in, in platforms like ours. Obviously, we have a lot of customers that have a lot of data in our platform. Now, for proprietary reasons, we're not going to share them with anyone else. But if the brand wants to, yeah, you know, they can, for instance, see, okay, we have a network overlap in our supplier base. We're facing some of the same challenges. We have some of the same targets in terms of reducing our greenhouse gas emissions, in terms of ensuring fair wages. You can actually go in and see, okay, I can, these are the people I should be collaborating with. And we have some customers that are already basically collaborating to ease the burden, if you want to call it, on suppliers for sharing information and also collaborating on who are the ones that we should be talking to, integrating with to ensure that we are pushing this whole uh, collaboration forward. So we make it easier for everyone. So democratizing data and data access, I would say, is, is a key thing, but also making the action planning easier, faster, more efficient. Because again, with AI, it has access to everything and it has the overview at any one point in time of everything that you give it access to. So in terms of calculating you know, should I do this project on net zero? Should I do this project on deforestation? Or 
it can help you prioritize based on whatever you want to achieve. And it can also help speeding up decision-making because it can probably, it can say, okay, if you do this, then probably this is the outcome or this is what you could achieve. So you can just help it in making the business cases more clear. Also, so it's easier to get, you know, alignment internally, because often we see that what's really slowing projects down is not the it's not the willingness to do stuff. It's the not knowing where to start and not agreeing internally on where to start. So you spend a lot of time just trying to figure that out first. And, and AI can really help also give you that information. And I think also, which seems a little counterintuitive, maybe creativity. Because if you're talking about chat GPT, right, and, and large language models have what you call emergent capabilities, like they can actually perform tasks that they weren't trained on. So they can go beyond, you know, what they've already seen and start thinking for themselves a little bit. So they can probably come up with solutions that we haven't thought of. Again, because they have the full access to all the data. They can see historical outcomes. They, they can look at dependencies and, and think about what is the most realistic thing, that, what is the thing that will most likely give you a good outcome. So I would say that's some really beneficial parts where AI can facilitate collaboration. Yeah, and we're seeing huge improvements with AI in those larger language models, as you said, and where they are learning. And I think it is scary for some people, but I think we almost have to be quite open to that change and to that development, because why else would we, what was the point in creating these models if we're not going to allow them to improve with time to then make our lives a little bit easier and a bit more efficient? Going back to climate action for a second. So the urgency of climate action requires every individual to sort of be part of that solution. How does AI-based technology bridge the gap between individuals' actions and the larger impact, inspiring collective efforts and enabling people to contribute to a more sustainable world? Well, I think it all goes back to data, right? Again, you want to have, you want to understand what the impact of your unique actions are. Uh, you want to feel like what you do matters. I mean, there's two elements to that. There's a you know, knowing what that is, like having the data on it, but that's not enough, right? Because we know from research that people only act if they're feeling something, if they're feeling an urge to act. You even see if people lose their empathy and their, you know, their emotional part of their brain, they're incapable of making decisions. So we know that people also need to feel something to make a decision. And I think what's happening because obviously there's a lot of people talking about climate change and they want to do better, but still companies with less uh, than favorable ESG uh, policies are still thriving. So there's this attitude behavioral gap of I want to do this, but actually right now I'm going to choose this instead. I'm going to choose a cheaper T-shirt. I'm going to choose these pair of shoes. So you need to really understand and feel if I do this, what will happen? And you have to believe that also. Uh, so again, I think AI can help us both understand digital product passports and what's happening in terms of educating consumers and empowering them in the green transition, as the EU calls it. That's one part, right, that you can actually look at the data, but then that you can compare and contrast and AI can just help us make that real also and put that into a context that's relevant for me, because I may care more about the environment because I'm out walking in forests every day, or I may care more about modern slavery or child labor or whatever it may be, because I have a personal history or connection or affinity to that. So again, I think AI can help us translate that data into something that is meaningful to us and that we can understand and therefore act on. To kind of close off the conversation, I want to look more towards the future. So how do you envision the role of AI evolving in the fight against climate change? And could you share some insights into Trust Traces initiatives that harness AI to not only monitor environmental impacts, but also motivate proactive measures that lead to that long lasting positive change on a global scale that we're all after? 
Absolutely. So I say start. I can start with our vision. Or, or we were founded because all of our founders are from India. Many of them, you know, have relations or have experiences working within the textile industry, and they could see just the detrimental effects of irresponsible behaviors within production on their local environments. So the lakes and rivers becoming toxic, polluting the groundwater, which affected the crops, which affected the wildlife, which affected. You know, it was really a bad spiral. And given it's a global challenge it couldn't be solved in india alone you had to go after go after enable the the supply chains and the people that are ordering because ultimately they're paying for they're dictating the terms of of the agreements right so with that knowledge they basically found a trust trace to fundamentally change the way fashion is produced and consumed and and what we want to achieve is is a future where all supply chains are traceable and circular and fair you know obviously traceable because you need the data to understand what's going on so you can do something about it circular we need to ensure that we're not overusing the earth's resources and fair because there is today a huge imbalance in in wealth distribution in the way that fashion is produced and so we call ourselves an ai first company meaning that we use ai to facilitate this but obviously as you're also saying ai alone is not enough you also need the human empathy you need the human analysis on top of that. So how we, for instance, use AI is that we use it to collect and fill the data gaps so you have a full picture and you can overlay that with intelligence to analyze that data. And then obviously the human element is that we then help them help our customers understand how to use that data, how to change their, um, or basically do that organizational transformation, which it is to implement traceability at scale. Because a lot of consequences come with that, right? Once you know what's going on and you have your ESG targets in terms of what you want to achieve for net zero greenhouse gas emissions, social responsibility, you need to act on those insights, right? So you need to align your organization to that. So we use it primarily for gathering the data and generating insights from that data that you can then measure on. So it's, you know, dashboarding, yeah, I'm just helping making the data actionable and measurable. And on that note, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. We've really learned a lot today on today's episode and we've seen how technology is not just a tool but a catalyst for climate action. So I guess it's answered the question, does technology help to empower climate action? And I think we can all say yes, in some instances, yes. I feel like we've learned that it empowers individuals and organisations to take really meaningful steps and fostering that sort of transparency. And it helps to build that sense of responsibility and collaboration in our collective effort to combat climate change. Next week, we'll be talking about another empowering episode. We're going to be discussing whether conscious consumerism, that is the idea of buying with more purpose and meaning and intent and buying less rather than just impulse purchasing, is actually being empowered through technology as well. I kind of sit on the fence with this one personally, but until next week, make sure that you're subscribed and you can listen back to previous episodes of Sustainably Influenced on all good podcast platforms. You can follow at Sustainably Influenced on TikTok and Instagram and our newly launched platform. I'm Bianca Foley. Thank you for listening. This season of Sustainably Influenced was produced by Content is Queen, sound editor Amber Miller and presented by Bianca Foley.